Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Sales Vitamin Podcast. I'm your host, John Basong. I'll be deconstructing the playbooks of some of the most successful sales authors, leaders, CEOs, entrepreneurs, field sales professionals. We're going to discuss their strategies, their perspectives, and their insights. So sit back, relax, and get ready to take your vitamins because here we go. Hey everybody, this is John Basong, the host of the Sales Vitamin Podcast. If you're looking to build a profitable side hustle that also impacts people, then you need to look at becoming a certified leadership coach with Giant. If you don't already know, Giant has been in the leadership space for over 13 years. They used to own and operate the John Maxwell brands. They ran the leadership conferences where Jim Collins, Henry Cloud, Malcolm Gladwell, and Simon Sinek were regular speakers, and a lot more. They have over 500 coaches working in over 127 countries, and their coaches are being hired by companies like Chick-fil-A, Pfizer, Delta, and many more. And yes, you can do this too. Giant literally gives you everything you need to start your own coaching business from scratch. You get hands-on training from top-level coaches to learn the exact methodology and tools that six-figure coaches are using. An all-in-one online platform to run your entire coaching business, even if you want to work 100% remotely. And you'll get to join a thriving community coaches around the world. To get started, Giant is hosting a coaching business workshop to help you learn the ins and outs of how to build a successful coaching business, even if you're just starting out. This workshop is 100% free, and you can reserve your spot by going to giant.tv forward slash salesvitamin. So if you're ready to impact people and get paid to do it, go to giant.tv forward slash sales vitamin all right everybody welcome to another edition of the sales vitamin podcast where every episode is going to help you become a better sales professional it's probably going to help your team become a better sales team uh, and you maybe even become a a better entrepreneur after you listen to a couple of these episodes. So uh, today's we've got a great guest Ryan Estes he's the co-founder of Kitcaster. And uh, I'm very familiar with Kitcaster because I use them to uh, uh, get a lot of guests on my podcast and great guests. These guys, Kitcaster is awesome. So right up front, if you're not using Kitcaster, you need to be uh, online right now and uh, looking them up and uh, and getting to uh, their website because they do a phenomenal job. And I can uh, attest to that as a podcast host. So Ryan, it's awesome to have you on the show today to meet you. I know we've... Uh, uh, done a lot with uh, different people, but uh, I'm, I'm grateful to have you on today because you're going to be able to uh, throw a lot of sales vitamins out there with all your experience. Thanks, John, for saying nice things about the business. Yeah, no, yeah. we really appreciate you too. You know, what's great about podcasting is it's really based in reciprocity. You yeah. Know? So there's always this kind of cool exchange that happens and um, we couldn't do it without you. So I'm really excited to be on the show. Thanks, man. 
Yeah. So give the listeners, uh, you're the co-founder of, of Kitcaster and that's, uh, you know, a pretty, uh, I say recent, uh, last several, uh, years, but you, you've done a lot of things over the years in the entrepreneur and the startup culture. So kind of give the listeners your background and kind of how you got to where you're at at Kitcaster and then we'll get into it. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I've been an entrepreneur probably for 10, 11, 12 years, which is just a French word, I think, for failure. Um, <laughs> so yeah. over the years, you know, I've, I've done a bunch of different stuff. Um, my wife and I have launched products. Kind of our cornerstone business for many, many years was Talk Launch, which was a um, media and marketing agency. Yeah. Um, and we really s- specialized in validating and launching products into the market. Um, uh, th- there was a accompanying podcast with that agency that I did for nine or 10 years. Um, so podcasting was something that I, I love dearly, you know, yeah. especially, you know, 10 years into it, it, it kind of felt old hat. Um, and I, I was, you know, the talk launch podcast originally was the Denver business podcast and kind of launched into a more of a national market. Um, but through doing that podcast, I was able to meet founders, CEOs, um, talk about, you know, what, what was driving them crazy in their business, you know, what they really liked, um, got to know them, got to create uh, professional relationships with a bunch of them. Um, and one of those, the relationships I created was with um, a gal, Brandy Whalen. And yep. she was, she had a, a great PR firm here in Denver, and she would send me her clients to be interviewed on the podcast. <clears throat> and Brandy and I really clicked, you know, so over the yeah. years we, we'd grab breakfast or, you know, coffee here and there. And, you know, we were, we were having this delicious breakfast and Brandy's like, what's going on? Let's do something, you know? Yeah. And I was like, okay, you know, <laughs> in the entrepreneurial spirits, like, yeah, let's do something. So we wanted to do something based in podcasting largely because that's how we connected and we both kind of saw some opportunities there. So, you know, long story short, we, we set out to validate uh, a model for a podcast booking agency where yeah. all we do is book other people on other people's podcasts. Yeah. Uh, similar to like maybe like a talent agent for in the, in the music industry. So, you know, uh, had initial pilot. It did pretty good. So we wrapped a brand around it and, and, uh, and launched it into the into space yeah um kind of serendipitously too you know the uh my marketing agency talk launch over the years kind of really gravitated into um food and beverage and hospitality so as kit casters ramping up and my wife heidi's really kind of uh running our agency um i'd kind of slated march 2020 as being kind of my exit from talk launch full time and just taking on Kitcaster and really growing with it. Yeah. Um, which happened to be of course, March, 2020. So, um, we lost, you know, talk launch lost, I don't know, maybe, um, almost two dozen food and beverage and hospitality clients in a week. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. Essentially the pandemic because of the pandemic. So essentially kind of putting a, a death blow to that, 10 year old business. Oh yeah. Um, so, um, I was prepared, you know, to make the transition over to Kitcaster full time, which, uh, was good because that was like kind of my, my saving grace, you know? Um, so, so we went hard with podcasting during the pandemic, you know, podcasts really gave leaders an opportunity to, to lead from, 
from the front, but um, more like from their bedroom through Zoom calls and <laughs> podcast interviews. And oh, yeah. so we found we found some success. Um, so since, you know, uh, March 2020, uh, you know, we've hired uh, 12 people. Wow. You know, and kind of growing, growing pretty, pretty well, you know, at a nice clip. And talk to the listeners about, okay, yeah, you're a, you're a booking agency, but, but there's a lot more to it than that because from my chair, you know, I get a, a, a guest and man, it is set up, it's teed up on the T and all I got to do is, so tell the listeners kind of your, what you do and, and, and how you take a, a potential entrepreneur or just a high level executive or a solopreneur, mm-hmm. how does Kitcaster get them into your, uh, into the Kitcaster portfolio? And then how do you kind of structure what you do for them? You bet. So essentially, I mean, what Kitcaster does is we book entrepreneurs on the world's top podcasts. Um, specifically, we work with funded startup founders. We work with entrepreneurs with exits, C-suite execs. Um, the thing that they all kind of have in common, I think, is the fact that they're insanely busy. Yeah. So really kind of our f- job first and foremost is to kind of weave podcast interviews into their work week. You know, um, we try and hold a, a respectful cadence so we're not dominating their timeline with with podcast interviews. But um, for the folks we work with, there's there's just inherent value um, in one aspect of just professional development, you know, of going on podcasts, um, you know, giving their value prop, but also like kind of crafting their personal narrative so yeah. that 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 people can relate to it and, and finding clarity in that in direction. Um, so really, you know, when we start with a new client, it's really about finding the audience that they want to speak to. Um, usually that's has to do with the outcomes they're looking for. Yeah. If they're looking for recruiting, we see that a lot. If they're looking for runway and find, um, you know, fundraising opportunities, are they looking for prospects? Everybody is, you know, so we kind of refine the, the outcomes to find the audience and then qualify the podcast. And that's really what our podcast agents do is um, find the relevant shows that are going to help find them the outcomes they're looking for in their business um, right. through podcasting. Right. What, what do you say to the, the people out there, the entrepreneurs, the, the customers that you deal with? And, and I know you mm-hmm. have, you know, a decade or more of experience in this, how do you leverage a podcast? How do you, you know, what is the return on a podcast? That's hard to put a number on that. So how do you speak to your clients and, and to even the listeners out there, you know, sales professionals, how do you leverage a podcast? Yeah. I mean, it, podcasts are pretty ethereal. Yeah. (laughs) They don't fit neatly in spreadsheets, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, what's the, what's the value of calling your buddy on a Friday night? Well, I don't know. It's fun. (laughs) So there is face value, just like, it's a fun thing to do, you know? And, um, that that's often, oftentimes a nice release in your work week is to, to get jazzed up. I mean, there's something magical, particularly, you know, you got the cans on, you got a microphone, you're keyed into a conversation. You're not distracted. Um, it's inherently fun in and of itself. Um, pardon me. Sorry. Of course, the professional development is a huge component. Again, super fluffy and (laughs) you'll notice it after five or six podcast episodes that things starting to sharpen and crispen. Um, Your 
your the way you speak um you get better at it you know with anything so yeah. that, that's a great advantage um two would be traffic you know a lot of the podcasts we book have really big audiences right um so when when a podcast will publish you know you usually have a link or two in the show notes where people can find out more you know right. so if you're you're um have a undifferentiated market let's say you have a, a ai chatbot you know and maybe 150 of those were funded last year alone you know like the reason people might make the decision is because they like you as a founder you know i mean what's the difference between your blue logo and their blue logo and their chatbot and your chatbot not yeah. to pick on chatbots but the differentiator <laughs> yeah they can't <laughs> talk back to you yeah exactly <laughs> um but, um, but the traffic, you know, from a, a, a show, you know, we like to think that that traffic is kind of the cherry on top. You know, yeah. if you're respectful of the listener, you should probably assume they're driving, they're on the treadmill, they're doing the dishes, they're folding laundry. You know, if you're talking about your chat bot, the odds that they're going to stop what they're doing, go to the phone, click the link, go to the page, buy, you know, that's, that's a very long customer journey and the, that kind of conversion out of a podcast. Um, yeah. So uh, now that's to say that definitely happens all the time. But, you know, what we talk about, it's like, hey, that's just a cherry on top. You know, yeah. we want to use podcast strategically in your customer's journey um, where it's most apt and appropriate. Um, so, you know, that's really the, the driving force, I think, in um, return on podcasting is the content itself. Right. You know, you go on a podcast, 45 minutes to an hour. Um, often, you know, conversations bring out our best material. You know, right. it's, it's really hard to sit in front of a blank sheet of white paper and write something. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, with the right chemistry of a host and an interview, it can bring out some of your best stuff. So repurposing that content, whether it's blogs, videos, um, images, quotes, art cards, um, chopping that uh, podcast up into little bits. So then you can kind of deploy this into your marketing streams, whether it's, you know, it's broadly for top of funnel or, you know, all the way at the very end when you're looking, trying to close the sale and you can say, you know, you shoot them a two minute YouTube video that has you really knocking down the benefits of your product. Um, Then it's a great closing tool. So, you know, I, I think that really like that's, that's the three, <laughs> you know, kind of return is just that professional development, the traffic and the content itself um, and using that in marketing sales channels. Yeah. I think the repurposing is big and uh, you know, because that, that one 30 minute, 20 minute or 45 minute podcast can be turned into multiple blog posts, multiple video uh, you know, I call them sales vitamin clips cause I do them in 30 30 second or minute, uh, vitamins, but yeah, that re- that, that can turn into just a ton of different, uh, content. What are some of the mistakes that you see, uh, people that are in, in podcasts or, or, or doing podcasts? What are some of the mistakes you see that they make that, uh, they kind of, you, you would say, Hey, you probably don't want to do those types of things. We were talking a little bit before you hit record. I, I think a big one is just paralysis by analysis, getting so worked up. Um, you know, podcasting is just a conversation, you know, and you might blow it, but you can just be like, oh man, let me say that again. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's relatively low stakes or like what we say here is like, there's no such thing as a podcast emergency because there just isn't, 
right <laughs> you know so yeah <laughs> you know so for letting the nerves get the best of you um uh, is probably one mistake now now that being said i mean the nerves get the best of all of us so a part right. of what we do as well is media training you know and the media training that we do is just old school techniques and walking through your story it's not a coaching program for coaches that coach coaches how to build courses for coaching coaches yeah you can go to instagram for that right um <laughs> what we do is just like walk through you know here's how you prepare for a video here's how you deliver your best material and this is what you do after the show um so so there's ways around that because varying degrees in various parts of our lives we all are going to deal with some kind of like <laughs> paralysis by analysis or nerves or butterflies or whatever that may be. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's kind of a, a, a big one. Another one is just not sharing the episode <laughs> for whatever reason. People go on a, a podcast and they're like, okay, plow forward. You know, it's like, go mine that material, you know, yeah. spend some time with it. Not only like, will you find a lot of like um, gold to, to put into your marketing sales channels, personal branding, um, but it'll make you better. You know, it's brutally hard actually to, to listen to yourself on podcasts or <laughs> record it. You have to get over the sound of your voice for one. Yeah. Then it's like, oh man, that was a fragment sentence. I sound like an idiot. Um, <laughs> Self-loathing for two yeah. um, to get over. But I mean, really, I think it, it's, it, it's an opportunity for growth for sure. Yeah. I think one of the things that uh, Kit Caster, Kit Caster does for me uh is the questions and the the one sheet that it's produced a lot of people say oh those are great questions yeah i really enjoy it. you know really my questions are i can look at that one sheet and it may not be word for word but i'll be like okay well i want to I, I like that question but i want to reword it yeah and so you kit kester does a fabulous job of of that one sheet and prepping the the guest and prepping me as the host for here's the kind of direction i want this thing to to go yeah i appreciate you saying that you know that's that's something that we do as well you know you find the audience for the shows and then we spend a lot of time building media kits um for our clients you know so we have a lot of personal bio headshot kind of that classic media kit stuff we do kind of accomplishment timeline personal and professional so you can get, get a sense of them we'll do topics they want to discuss we'll do actual questions like you mentioned that that the host can ask yeah um you know Kitcaster is is a wonderful business but it's also a great opportunity to practice care to while we're talking about being squishy um because it's something i love so much you know yeah the, the, the it just, since I was, you know, <laughs> 16 studying the, the platonic dialogues, you know what I mean? There, there is something inherently magical and amazing about conversation. So we don't take that lightly at all. You know, we, we want to facilitate, you know, world-class conversations or kind of how we say celebrate good conversation in a simple way. Um, yeah. So, so we're trying to go the extra mile, both for our clients, but for the podcast hosts um, and for the audience, you know, ultimately it's like finding this gel um, in between those three kind of uh, segments um, and just nailing it. I mean, we intend to be the best in the world at what we do. And yeah. there's really, there's really no, nothing that's going to stop us because, and it's just because that we, we really care, you know, about, you know, what we're doing in all aspects of kind of this, this communication. Yeah. Now 
when someone comes on uh, a podcast and and you've uh, your experience and you've you've hooked them up with a host or the show, what are some examples of or some really cool stories that that you know of where they come back to you and say, man, uh, and it may be six months later, it may be a year later, it may be a year and a half later, that podcast you know, our sales increased X because of that, or we just, the, the PR from that was phenomenal. Oh yeah. Um, it's scary to talk about it sometimes because yeah, <laughs> people get their hopes up, you know? Um, oh, but we've seen massive results. Yeah. Um, uh, seven figure fun- fundraising opportunities, like lead investors on seed rounds wow. twice, you know, from podcasts yeah. that, that we've booked. So the, the investor found out about the product, the product through the podcast we booked, you know, those are my favorite, <laughs> not only because big numbers are cool, right. You know, but also like, you know, when you're talking about seed round financing, you're talking about like the, the, the fruition of a dream, you know, you're talking about the birth of a, a little capitalism baby, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's, Oh yeah. That's a wonderful thing, you know? So that's really cool. Um, other big numbers, we had a client that closed a seven-figure deal um, from a podcast that we booked for them. You know, particularly wow. what we found is, you know, folks that have really high LTV and a long customer journey really benefit from podcasting because people okay. take a long time to make that decision. Yeah. Um, it, but then the, the, the price associated with a new customer, customer acquisition is huge. So... You know, going on, if it takes you going on 30 podcasts to find a million dollar customer, I mean, you're going to, you're just going to do that math all day long. Yeah. Um, so that was really exciting. Um, aside from that, you know, um, uh, other podcasters that go on podcasts have reported significant increases in the size of their audience. That's kind of low hanging fruit, right? Right. And someone's like, yeah, I'm on, I have a great podcast the sales vitamin podcast and you go over there and subscribe you know john's a great guy i'm gonna go subscribe to his podcast yeah people um you know selling books selling widgets you know um email subscribers uh pretty much all the outcomes that folks have have set out to to get um we've seen a lot of evidence of that happening. Um, we work a lot in SaaS and subscriptions. So a great part of that is you can, you have a little bit of insight into attribution. Those guys are, are data people. Yeah. So they can show a lift from, from podcast interviews. Um, oh yeah. Which is exciting. You know, uh, again, I think, um, that's the cherry on top is how we think about it. You know, if entrepreneurs, people we're working with, they're always testing and validating new ideas and they're bringing new features to market yeah. and podcasting gives you kind of some direct feedback to, you know, if you got something there, you know, yeah. um, b- before you go out and waste a bunch of money and time working on features you, nobody wants, you know, podcast gives them an opportunity. So I really like the folks that are using podcasts as kind of this echo chamber to test ideas. Um, so we see a lot of that too. What's the future, you know, going forward, you know, we've had this pandemic, uh, we're kind of on the backside of this right now, we hope. And, uh, but what's the future? What are some exciting things that you're seeing from a podcast standpoint? You know, I think, I, I think we're still in the infancy of podcasting in itself. Yeah. You know, uh, in, in inherently humans are storytellers. That's just what we do is create stories and tell them to each other, tell them to ourselves. Yeah. You know, so I, I think the medium's just going to grow. You know, it was interesting in the last year because we saw the rise of like Clubhouse and then we yeah. saw 
all the other major media companies, Spotify, Twitter, Facebook, all kind of have their clubhouse clones and, and, and shoot them out there. And, and those got hot for a minute. Um, but largely that, that wasn't really podcasting, you know, where um, live audiences for one-on-one conversations with people budding in online, it just kind of turned to Twitter in yeah, a way. A lot of um, noise. Not to disparage it. I, I thought it was cool. It just wasn't for me. It's like the thing I love about podcasting is it's content on demand. It's like, oh, you're broadcasting at seven o'clock this evening. We're like, cool. Well, I'm eating dinner, man. Will you think yeah. I'm going to jump on my phone and listen to your conversation? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. That's what I like about podcasting. So, you know, I, I'm really interested to see where it goes um, and, and what we can do with with particularly like an audio first platform, you know, we're on zoom now, some podcasts yeah. are on YouTube. Um, but, but I, I think there's also something beautiful and magical about audio without video. You know, they, they describe audio as a warm medium and video as a cool medium. Right. Um, so yeah, you know, uh, I I'm following the news, following the trends, but we'll see. I, I think ultimately it's just going to be distilled to, two people connecting, you know, three people connecting through a conversation um, as being the heart and core of what podcasting is. And it's cool that it's a free thing that people can do so easily now from anywhere in the world. So I think that those connections are just going to grow and grow. Now you, you've obviously been a part of a lot of the startups and your own startups, and you work with a lot of startup companies that come to you and, and want to utilize Kitcaster. What are some of the cool culture things or from a culture standpoint of a company that you've noticed that, uh, you know, these companies really get it right. And these are the keys to that startup culture. Oh boy, man, that's, that's forever yeah. <laughs> trying to find that, you know, yeah. Um, we created, I could talk about what we do, you know, yeah, and I see yeah. what other folks are doing. You know, we, we built Kitcaster to be remote first in okay. the beginning, um, largely because I wanted to move to the mountains, Yeah, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so, so we did that. Um, but then early on we saw the value of having a kind of an HQ, um, okay. and having a place where people can come in. Um, we wanted to make it optional though, because it, it's weird if like the, the office is punitive, <laughs> get your butt in here. Yeah. We got work to do. Um, (laughs) So, so crafting the business and the, the tools that we use to make the business, you know, let's, let's make sure it's mobile. Yeah. Um, And and then of course, you know, we had to be mobile like everybody else. So we were in a a pretty good position to do that. Yeah. Um, The nature of our business is totally dispersed on all channels, right? So the hosts are all over the country. Our clients are all over the country. Um, Our team uh, at the time was totally dispersed. Most of us are in Denver. We got a, a guy, what's up, Sean, in Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. But we're, all the rest of us are in Denver. Um, the audience is all dispersed. So everybody's separate. Um, right. so, so creating culture, company culture um, is, is, is hard, you know, because everybody's kind of siloed and especially for that six months or whatever, where everyone was kind of working from home. Um, it's hard. It's hard yeah. to do. It's ha- hard to have cohesion. It- it's hard to, especially last year, you know, w- there was just so many things personally and emotionally coming up for everybody with the pandemic and the riots and the election. It was just like one brick to the forehead after the other. Right. Um, so in, in a way to kind of try and solve that problem, you know, we just turn to like um, kind of a give first idea 
you know, of like, how, how can we be in a position of need, but, but be satisfied by giving first. Um, so for us, it's little things, you know, our marketing director builds these or creates these things called Hey Pal, these little postcards. Oh, yeah. And we just, we, we set, we mail these to each other, you know? Okay. Yeah. So as, as like a small thing, um, because th- that kind of stuff goes a long way, you know, I, yeah. I, I tend to default to corny wholesomeness as much as possible as being kind of n- nurturing and nutritive <laughs> yeah. vitamins um, That's right. for, for company culture, you know, so we have, yeah. we, we have fun, you know, we have HQ where, you know, nine, 10 of us will be here every day. Um, and we did that for a long time, but, but um, creating a space uh, one based in remote first, if you want to work, from from home great um i think there's just something about human dignity to be able to manage your day you know what i'm saying like right. you got you got a doctor's appointment at two o'clock you got to pick up your kids in the morning like you don't have to ask you yeah. know what i mean it's like yeah yeah go handle your business you know it's yeah. it's fine yeah and we have a, a, the kind of type of work that affords that you know and yeah. i no disrespect to some people that do because you have to be in a certain place to perform the work we don't so um kind of promoting human dignity um, by showing a lot of trust. <clears throat> yeah. But with that also comes a large responsibility. <laughs> it's not, our job is not easy. Right. Um, you know, so doing that, doing like little gifts, giving first um, and then supporting each other. Um, the other big challenge with our work is it's all glowing rectangles. Um, so it's a lot of emails and, you know, you, you might have 200 emails in a day and one of them's a little salty and a little off, you yeah. know, and th- that kind of thing builds up, you know. So how do we kind of create a defense, you know, so that if we have salty, mean emails, especially what we do, which is all scheduling. You right. know, can you imagine like telling a dozen type A SaaS founders where they're going to be and what they're going to do? <laughs> yeah. They get a little right. frustrated, you know, yeah. and that comes through. Um, but it's hard. It's challenging to, to like have saltiness coming at you. Yeah. So, um, you know, always finding ways there, you know, to like kind of assume positive intent, like have a, a kind of a emotional toolkit to be able to do this really weird work online that biologically we're just not designed to do, you know? Yeah. Like my, my, I, I have kind of like the, I don't know, like a, like a peasant body. I, I'd probably be happiest if I was just moving rocks to one from one pile to the other. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's, that's what my hardware was meant for, you know, instead yeah. I'm sitting here like this, you know, right. typing, typing all day. So figuring out hacks um, and defenses and, and opportunities to uh, express gratitude and um, gifts to our clients, our coworkers, you know, um, hosts. Uh, so we do a lot of that. Awesome. No, that's, that's, uh, that's great stuff. And it, I think uh, that all at the end of the day, that all helps the sales and the process and the organization and, and that culture. What are some things that, uh, from a kit caster standpoint, what's, uh, what's, what's coming up? Do you, do you have any, uh, anything, uh, coming up from, uh, from your company standpoint, some exciting stuff or things you're working on there as a company? You know, we're splintering off a couple of products that are kind of add-ons. Um, we do, like we were talking about repurposing content. 
we have kind of a division that that will do that for some clients. Yeah. Um, and we're going to we're going to splinter that off from the kind of mother brand and launch that independently. And we're going to do the same thing with media training. Um, OK, nice. <coughs> Woo. Sorry. Excuse me. Speaking of podcast emergency, sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> so with podcast training um, uh, and media training in general, we see see a big need for that. Um, OK. You know, particularly te technical founders. Um, I shouldn't speak of them broadly, but largely these are people that are used to solitude. <laughs> right. So um, that's probably in the near future. And, you know, always some software stuff bubbling in the back. Um, yeah. That, that's kind of a secondary priority right now. Now, you're also a big uh, jujitsu guy. And uh, I read yeah. that. What are some of the things that that uh, that are there's got to be a commonality there, jujitsu and, and how you operate your business? So what are some lessons that you've learned through jujitsu? I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, right on. Yeah. Um, for jujitsu fan, I'm, I'm a purple belt. I got two stripes and I, I've just kind of returned in, in the last month um, to training really hard full time. And I've got I've got a map to my brown belt. So I'm really excited about that. Um, what's interesting, I think about martial arts and, and maybe what I learned first in music is that you, when you, as you become fluent in something and, um, martial arts for sure is a fluency. It's, it's kind of a physical language, um, that you start to see the world <laughs> in metaphors yeah. for things, you know? So like with music, you start to notice like rhythm and harmony and melody, um, in the same way, you know, with jujitsu in particular, you start to see patterns in behavior so there's there's certain tropes that from a very beginner level that you learn um in jujitsu which is like you know position before submission which is to say and just to back up a little bit brazilian jujitsu is a submission grappling so it's like you start on the ground and then you try and you know strangle each other or put pressure on joints so people quit okay um and it's lots of fun. <laughs> yeah. And generally people that do it are very well adjusted because it's, it could be super dangerous, but because the inherent danger is equal in both parts, it ends up being really fun. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, position before submission, um, uh, when you're beginning, what you want to do is you, you want to try and grab someone's neck really, really quick. But for anybody who has any skill, um, they'll easily be able to improve the position and, and you end up on your back. Um, yeah. So you want to have position, you know, and, and once you have position, you, you slowly move f to a submission and technically sound step by step. It's a very kind of linear pattern. Okay. So just that in, in itself, plus I'm 43 now, you know, and yeah. I'm out here grappling with these, you know, college wrestlers. <laughs> my, my game is <laughs> very different. You know, Yeah. I have a slow pressure game right so i'm when i'm when i'm rolling i'm really concerned with my breathing and making sure my 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 breath is as slow as i possibly can i'm not expending any extra energy so i'm trying to create uh elasticity and and some looseness in my muscles but i'm also trying to stay and drive massive pressure from the top to take the will out of the person that i'm rolling um, there's a smothering, terrible claustrophobic effect when someone is smashing you with zero effort. 
there's no tension in the muscles. It's just like, it's like a rock is laying on you. And you know, you can feel when a person will give up mentally, they kind of go, and then that's the time you start to move into submission, lock it up, choke them till they tap. Um, So obviously that's very violent. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But the way it communicates into business is, is with that slow pressure, you know, you learn patience, you learn how to, when things come up, Oh my God, it's a podcast emergency. You know, you could, you can calm down, you know, you take your time, you, you move slowly um, and not be rash. So particularly, you know, in a company like ours where we're growing very fast, um, which is, destabilizing and kind of odd and you have a lot of new people in training and um and and everything that comes along with that like trying not to get caught in the waves of emotion rather settling in and having that that deep pressure um into a place where it's settled in and you can go to the submission in this case it might be some win (laughs) for the company or for the team um so you know i jujitsu i i love jujitsu i'll talk about it all day long um but there's there's that's just what I love about martial arts in general, or maybe just finding, you know, that, um, that, uh, uh, language in, in other things, you know, you start to see it in the world. Yeah, no, that's cool. I, I knew there had to be, uh, some, th- some things that are transferable skills that you just, you know, that, that naturally, uh, that that's really cool. So today's guest is Ryan Estes. He's the co-founder of Kitcaster. They're one of the top podcast booking agencies get to their website ryan tell them how they can get in touch with you at kitcaster and where they need to go and tell the the listeners and everybody how they uh how they can get in touch with all of y'all you bet um go to kitcaster.com there's kind of a fun thing we got on the homepage now you scroll down a little bit it's got it's got a personality quiz you can find your podcast personality which just has some kind of fun questions um see what we're all about there's application page um you can talk to our sales staff you can always reach me just it's ryan at kitcaster.com um you can you can email me direct if you have questions about about podcasting in general you know we only book podcasts um but if you're curious about building your own show you know there's there's folks that we work with that can help you pretty much in any sector of of podcasting cool so everybody get to that uh get to that website kitcaster.com full disclosure i do use kitcaster.com and they are awesome uh any of the guests that they send me are just fantastic they do a great job setting uh, I'll call it setting you up with the guests, the questions, their background. So it's really done for you as a podcast host. It's just really well done. So get to their website. So the last question I ask every guest this, Ryan, is what sales vitamin, or in your case, it may be a podcast vitamin, or you could even leave them with a jujitsu vitamin. What, what, <laughs> what vitamin do you want to leave them with today that's going to help them out? Uh, a vitamin, like a tool or technique? Yes, there you go. Um, a, a sales tool. Wow. How did I get caught here? I love Loom. Okay. Loom yeah. videos. Uh, it's one way, quick, lightweight browser video chat. Yeah. Uh, not chat. I'm sorry. It's one way. So you record a little video yourself. So I'd be like, Hey John, nice to meet you. We book people just like you on podcasts. Anyway, if you'd like to talk, uh, hit me up, you know, shooting a little message back and forth because sometimes yeah. just a little note to, to staffs making SOPs or whatever you're doing. But for sales, Loom is beautiful. 
Yeah, video email. Uh, I've heard of them. I, I've used them as well. Uh, but I think that's a cool sales line. And that is growing in popularity. I think that's kind of in its infancy too. That's getting that that's getting real popular. People, uh, it's a lot more personable, especially yeah. with the pandemic. It was very popular uh, sending that. Um, so yeah, no, that's a great one. Well, Ryan, it's been great uh, having you on today. I was, uh, it's great meeting you and seeing you. Actually, yeah, you too. Seeing you virtually. Uh, Appreciate uh, everything you do for for me uh, and and all that you're doing for the for the podcast industry. It's two two way street. Uh, you, we really appreciate you and your podcast is fantastic. And congrats on all the success, man! It's awesome. All right. Well, I look forward to the listeners here in this one. And thanks so much uh, for coming on. You bet. My pleasure. Yep. This episode is brought to you by Kitcaster. Kitcaster books you on top podcasts. How do funded startup founders attract prospects and talent? Podcast interviews. How do entrepreneurs with exits find new deals? Podcast interviews. How do C-suite execs differentiate in crowded markets? Podcast interviews. Kitcaster books you on top podcasts. Click the link in the show notes for a special offer. Celebrate good conversation. That's it for today's sales vitamin. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and please leave a review. It'll mean a lot. Whatever platform you listen on, hit the subscribe button. Have a great day and remember, take your sales vitamin.